0: Welcome to the Heroes of Catplay Sanctuary. This is your host, Scotty B. This week we're talking about Ghostbusters and we're talking about some of the key phrases and sort of related to the fandom. Uh, I don't have much for the, for the like, follow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, here on the podcast today. I think you know the drill by now. If you've gotten through five seasons of the show, or at least the first four seasons, I think you know where to find me. I think you know what are in the notes, and I think we don't really need to talk too much about station identification. I think you'll figure that out on your own, and or not figure it out at all, because it doesn't matter to you. You're just passing through. And that's okay, because that is kind of life. It's entrances and exits. All the world is a stage, right? And speaking of a stage, talk about the greatest movie about entrepreneurship that I've ever watched, 1984's Ghostbusters, a very fun story about three entrepreneurial doctors who decide that going into paranormal investigations and eliminations would be a lucrative thing to do, (laughs) that, oh, there's money to be had here. Um, Certainly a better way than just going into a research department and being very limited. And being very gatekept. And the funny thing about the show is we talk about mass hysteria. We talk about, you know, being the only person who's going to really be on your team. And the only person who's going to help you is you. And that you really don't need anybody else but yourself in order to figure your things out. In order to be there. To show up every day. I mean, it really is an internal thing, right? This is all very internal. Why I make the show, why I structure it the way I do and where it's going is all very internal. Uh, I don't share too much about that. I mean, I do... I knew it was going to be seven seasons from the get-go, and I knew that it would progress the way that it did in a certain way. I knew I wanted a co-host. I knew, you know, there were there were certain elements, and those things have worked out as time has gone on, which I'm very grateful for. But the goal of the thing was not to make money on it it was never to make money this is just something that i do and information that i pass along to the cosplay world if they can use it or if they can't i'm a guy on a microphone and good for you you're all going out to cons and i know how expensive that is i know how expensive it is to make or buy costumes because either you're buying all the equipment and doing all the work yourself and it's taking your time and energy or you're outsourcing it all and somebody's overcharging you that's generally the way that it works in this world and that is really difficult you don't get anything for free and generally you try not to give away too much but you do have to give if you want more out of life if you want to feel more fulfilled there has to be a giving element and I believe I've given quite a bit I would say I have given that's maybe not the scope of the episode but it does get a little bit hysterical at a certain point when you look at the frenzy of what's going on in the online space how much content goes up every single day every single moment And how much people are just clawing to get whatever it is they think that social media offers. And I'm not really sure I know what it is anymore. I'm not really sure. But what I do know is that uh, the, the movie talks about gatekeepers and the movie talks about Key Masters. And I've talked about gatekeeping on the show before because it is a thing that happens. I think it happens in any industry. It happens anywhere and everywhere. It happens at your job. It happens at home. It happens online it happens when you're playing games it happens when you're with your friends there's just a lot there uh, it's it's kind of a natural phenomenon of the planet right like you tend to gatekeep if you have something that you want and you don't want anyone else to have you're not going to let them have it you know there's there's tiktok groups there's social media groups there's all sorts of groups there's groups there are cliques you know we're all we're all out of high school but hey cliques uh, you know, we've all we've all got education. Uh, many of us do, uh, but many of us are still in this mindset of gatekeeping. And if you're not a gatekeeper, you may be a key master. So if you're familiar with the movie, there is a gatekeeper and a key master and they do fit together very well. And they they're, they're actually they're they're joining together is what brings about the end of the world. Right. That's what brings about Gozer, the destructor and brings him into existence. You choose the traveler and, you, you know, you choose the form. And the gatekeeper and the keymaster bring all of this into existence. They're they're the two beings that are chosen to usher in the this this destructor, this thing that uh, kind of writes the ship or reset pushes the reset button, or just plunges the whole world into you know doom and depths of, of destruction, or you know whatever the case may be. You know, this is the, the world was going to end uh, as we knew it. Uh, not just Manhattan, although a lot of bad things always seem to happen in Manhattan. So that's just the way that it goes with this and what they talk about, okay, so if you're if you're a key master, you know you're holding all the information, you're the you're the focus of all of this attention. You're the focus of what's going on. you're the you're the thing that unlocks whatever it is, right? And I think everybody wants to be a key master. I think we all want to have that power and authority online i think we all want to leverage followers even though it's again just kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna get i'm probably gonna cancel for saying stuff like this but followings are a work of fiction friends it is it is fiction it does not have anything to do with income or your ability or anything like that you can you can you can spend money on advertising um i may put this theory to the test at some point and um actually just see if it actually works for myself but you can you just you you put you put promoted searches out on the internet and you will gain traction you if you have talent in this space and so many of you do all you have to do is spend you know like 15 a week and you're going to get there and then get your get your blue check mark um funny enough That seems to be a kind of a gatekeeping thing for the social media space, but that there's just a lot of it going on. And, you know, one other thing that they say in the movie is, you know, what if I'm right? That that as ridiculous as everything seems, and as much as we want to disbelieve it, that there is a chance that I'm right. There's a chance that you're right. There's a chance that the way that you're going about this is exactly the way that everybody else goes about it. And the success and failure rate really just depends on a lot of very random things. There's a chance that that's true. You can only control so much, right? You can only control so much. But you can control your addiction to the media. You can control the dopamine release. You can control how you process this. And I think that there are people who do a very good job of this. But at a certain point... I think we, we do want to move away from customer service rep, you know, that if we have a low following, we believe that every person that interacts with us is sacred and every person needs uh, needs a response and all that good stuff. And that's kind of the best practice from where we start. But the, the fact is that it really isn't that at all. It, it, does, it becomes much more of a brand. It becomes much more distant. Everything does because there's just no way to keep up with all of it. You know, you, you could, you can get a business line, you can have a separate phone, you can do this, you can do that. Just so like people like, you know, basically you have to become untraceable, like a celebrity. You have to use a pseudonym. You have to make sure that your name, address, and phone number are off of everything that you've ever done. You know, when you flip the switch and you become an influencer, you're nearly trans, you're, you're nearly non-existent that your, your entire personal life and the entire person that you are for real, your real life never exists online anymore and maybe people can trace it back and find you but the the realness of the whole thing is that you're not even there you're you're there your presence but you're you know the addiction like you know the process and you know what people are going to do and you know what fandoms can create so you have to distance yourself after you get to a certain level of following and i don't know where that is you know i think that quantification is a big problem and it does cause a lot of headache For many people on both sides of the fence, I don't know how confident people are and how many people they have following them. I have no idea what that scale brings or if it's different from men to women for different demographics. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, All I know is I I receive very few negative comments. Very few. um, Maybe one a year. At this point, I don't receive very many negative comments. I send out a lot of comments and I'd say that the return and response rate is about 35 to 40%. I'd say it's like four, yeah, like two in five seems about right. Two out of five people actually respond and comment back to anything that gets said. And yes, the bigger the platform, the more shocking it is that you would hear anything back from them. But it's because of the noise and it's because of the celebrity status that people seem to get because of all of this media attention because of this media addiction, because of the way that media has taken over our lives and become part of us. How media, how social media has in 10 years, or a little bit more than that now, has really just become society. It's how we get our news. It's how we interact with each other. We send each other voice memos. We send each other direct messages. We don't actually interact Hardly at all with anyone, even our own family sometimes, like the only way people can really get a hold of us is through one platform because that's the one that we're focused on. And generally, it's only what's in it for me if I'm responding like I have to like literally know somebody in order to be a part of that. So it's there's a lot of rules that aren't written down. There are a lot of like strain, you know, like the the interaction has changed as time has gone on. I mean, I remember. Uh, back in my day, Um, you know, I can remember in the early days of Facebook before people really even understood what Facebook was about, that you, it was just something that you wanted to get your parents on or your grandparents so that they could like talk to other people in the family a little bit easier than uh, trying to like pick up a phone. Um, The sadness is that they could have just picked up a phone, but I think it was more just the convenience of having a mass message sent from uh, you know, an an elder mem- member of a family and setting them up on that in, on dial-up because generally they had dial-up. They didn't have, like, they, we didn't, they didn't have that back then. <laughs> it was like 56K modem or nothing, you know, that nobody really still were getting into the point. But that was because long-distance calls were expensive. That was because the technology was better on the computer than it was on the phone. You know, we didn't have it. There wasn't texting, it was really hard to keep it. Like if you wanted to keep up with somebody, you had to take physical. you had to take a lot of time. So what did it really do? It minimized the amount of time that you had to spend with somebody important. That's what it did. That was, that was kind of what happened. That was one of the effects of social media is now you're not going to pick up the phone and have an hour conversation with grandparents. And you're going to tell me, well, that's not true. I see my grandparents every weekend. Do, 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 do. Yes, yes. I'd say for the majority, you know, there, there are definitely people out there who do that. There are definitely families that are close. But for a lot... For many, for for myself, anyways, it was a family that wasn't close, anyways. And this did make an attempt to bring them together, and I think that was the case for many people. Is like, oh yeah, like all these people that I haven't really been able to talk to because we're too far away, or you know, the the long distance bills would be too expensive, or we just don't have contact information, which is you know a big thing back then too. Like you had a you had a physical Rolodex, you know, you had like cards that you wrote people's names and addresses on. And if you didn't keep up with those people, they moved around or they changed their numbers or whatever, and that was that. Like, you just lost touch with cousins or second cousins or, you know, aunts, uncles, anybody. So it has its place. I mean, the 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 media world, it's not designed to be evil, but it can certainly be used for evil. It can be used for evil intents. It can be used for selfish purposes. And it can seem very much like everything is coming to an end. I mean, there there's... There's definitely a lot of gloom and doom. There's, you know, there's doom scrolling. There's all sorts of problems. But here's the thing. Like, you don't have to give into it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of this episode is, like, realizing that it is something that you can now be addicted to, just like smoking and drinking or any other sort of vice that you can attach yourself to, that social media is an addiction. Whatever side of it you happen to be on, you, you believe that you have a control over it. But in reality, the control is the other way that you have to continually create content that you believe that you have to engage people that you don't have an end goal this is not something you talk about you don't you don't express your vision or your mission or your purpose as a brand or an organization or a, or a person the diminishment of the worthy cause i i used to see a lot more of that in the cosplay space i used to see a lot more attention but since covid there's been a lot less attention to charities. There's been a lot less attention to visits. There's been a lot less attention to giving back. I haven't seen as much of the giving back. I've seen a lot of the being given to. I've, been, I've seen a lot of this is what I'm doing in the here and now. These are the conventions that I'm going to. This is the value. I am the value not the actions that I'm taking to support and better things within my community, not the actions that I'm taking to support and better my followers, not the support and actions that I'm taking to make myself better so that I can be an example for you, but just the what and the where and the donate and the support for me. So that is where I'm going to leave it. That's hysteria is a fun thing to talk about it's uh yeah it's it's gonna be a strange season and i do i do enjoy it. friends i will be back tomorrow with a bit more this week this is scotty b with heroes of cosplay sanctuary saying bye-bye